I hear people talking bad about the way they have to live here in this country. Harping on the wars they fight, rapping about the way things ought to be. I don't mind them switching sides and standing up for the things they believe in. When they're running down a country man, they're walking on the fighting side of me. And this is Trottier and Trottier for Discussions of Truth. It's been a couple weeks, folks. Uh, last discussion I brought to you was uh, Melissa Chume. She is a financial analyst uh, out of Ireland that, along the lines of Catherine Austin Fitz, has long been warning, sending a warning shot across the bow, if you will, that these, uh, this, this, this epidemic, this pandemic, this pandemic, this global health crisis is nothing more, folks, than a technological weave into controlling your health care at the same time, of course, controlling your economy, all of which is under control. But it's getting a little too close for comforts now, comfort now, folks, don't you say? I mean, some of you may agree. Some of you may disagree. That's, that's up to you. But the sovereignty of the individual human being and body is up to that being and body, right? And so we've got... Got a very polarized situation on various fronts in, in the United States as uh, SCOTUS, if you will, the Supreme Court just overturned Roe v. Wade. And so the women now are right. There's men and women across the country that are opposed to that, saying it's a violation of my choice because it's my body. Well, that's up to you because I'm not I'm not getting involved in that in that uh, conversation. Um, it's, it's, I, I really have no opinion. I'm, I'm pro-choice in that sense. Uh, I think, uh, you know, depending on the stage and which, uh, which trimester the child is being developed, I can see argument in all. I think that once, okay, so I'm getting involved. All right, so fine. So I think that once, once a child uh, can live outside the womb, uh, let's just say the mother dies. Let's say the mother dies at, uh, what is it, like 24 weeks, the viability, and uh, and the child can be taken out of the wound and survive. And at that point in time, I think you've got a strong argument for, for murder if it's aborted. If the woman then says, oh, I, you know, I don't like the way the child's developing, uh, or I don't like the way the, uh, yeah, I no longer like the father, we've gotten divorced, or the boyfriend and I aren't getting married, then I think you've got an argument for murder at that point. Because a child can be extracted from the womb and is a living uh, being, uh, therefore, I think you're you again. I will repeat now. I think what is it the third time that you've got an argument for murder? Um, apart from that, uh, prior to that twenty-four week period, I, I see a very valid argument. Uh, I think in many cases, a, a woman doesn't realize she's pregnant uh, even within the first two months, uh, and this is critical because now you're looking at a possible heartbeat being developed. And so, yeah, that's the other argument is that now it's, now it is a living organism um, and you've got a heartbeat. Is that murder? I'm going to leave that up. That I'm not getting involved at that point. Um, so I think I can insert myself into the conversation. Um, but at that point, I'm not getting involved. I think it should be completely left up to the mother and the situation in which the pregnancy occurred. Um I think that uh, there's a lot of different parallels here. So, so I really align myself with being pro-choice in that regard. 
Um, and uh, because you have to define what is life, what is is is, is, is a creation of life. No, not necessarily. So that's where I kind of say at that 24 week period and beyond, then you've got an argument for, for, for murder. But, uh, but I, I really, that's, that's my opinion. I, I've been asked it. I try not to insert myself in the conversation, but that's not my point. Uh, the child's not growing inside of me. I'm a, I'm a man. Uh, ultimately it's not my decision. And that's how I view it. I have provided the seed so I can weigh in on it, but it's ultimately not my body. It's not my body. It's the mother's body. It's the female's body. So it's ultimately up to her. And she can live with what she wants to live with. It's her decision. I, I I cannot rule over that person. I'm not the mother. The child does not grow in me, and that's and I'm going to say that as well. So it's a it's a it's a it's a very controversial subject, um, and uh, and uh, unfortunately, it's it's again it's one of these subjects that's now led to a further divide, a further deepening of the already divide, I should say, in the United States. Where um, where people are making drastic action, they're taking drastic action, and that's again, folks, violence is 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 not the way to go. I I I personally never joined the U.S. military, not because I don't believe in self defense, because I do believe in self defense. I do support the Constitution and the right to bear arms, but I haven't believed in these ridiculous wars that this country has gotten itself involved in, Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, and, and so I, I, I never joined the military because I don't believe in the bankers wars, but doesn't mean I don't believe in the constitution. I don't believe in the United States as the best country ever, ever developed by man because it is, and I will defend this country. But in regards to domestic divides, there's no reason violence should ever be conveyed or act on. Violence is not the answer. And in fact, globally, violence is not the answer. I mean, you know, going to war with somebody is absolutely ridiculous. It's a very weak form of resolution. It just simply is. And I've said that before on my programs. So in regards to a woman's right to terminate the child, the developing child, whatever stage may be, and how that equates to abortion and whatever law that is inside the state that you live, that's up to you. And I think that's up to women. I can voice my opinion. Uh, but I, I simply, it's not, it's really not a conversation I want to get involved in because it's, it's so, it's so, it's, it's so delicate. Most of these conversations are delicate, but again, I'm going to base that off the premise that I'm a man. I'm not a woman. The child does not grow inside me. The child grows inside the woman. So it's really a battle that the woman will force. I can support one side or the other, but again, it depends on already the groundwork that I laid out in regards to my understanding as to where that creation is is and development is 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 is, is, is developing rather uh, where that creation is developing and what along what stage it is before again from my view you can insert an argument of murder okay murder is illegal period so that should apply to any life uh, okay well what is how do you define life and so a life in my from my opinion seems to be where you can take a child or a being and even though it is dependent on the mother by umbilical cord if that umbilical cord can be cut and the child can live independent of the mother of course requiring nourishment but independent of the mother then i think you've clearly got a life and you've clearly got an argument for murder so that's where i'm going to say it now i'm going to transition into why i brought this in because I started with vaccines, okay? Do not forget about the battle of the vaccine mandate and your freedom 
to choose whether you can and should and ought to be vaccinated or not. Well, vaccination should be your choice. It's your body. Okay, that's where the parallel is. Okay, the woman is saying, well, it's my body. I can terminate my child at any time before it's born. Okay, that's your argument. I've already stated my opinion on that. But in regards to a vaccination or an injection, something that enters my body without my approval, well, um, I'm against vaccine mandate, period. No questions asked. I will not receive a vaccine or injection without my authorization. And I will not receive that COVID-19 injection, period. I will not receive that. Okay. So, uh, so that's where we're at here, folks. And I open up, of course, usually I open up this show. If, if you've heard me before, I open up my show with um, Seek and Destroy. I've been doing that for years, years. I Initially, I would skip around in the early days of doing the show. I'd skip around. I'd open up with Grateful Dead, some other things. But then I kind of zeroed in on, on Metallica, Seek and Destroy. But I felt like, hey, and sometimes recently I haven't been opening up with the song at all. But I felt like, uh, I felt like, yeah, you know, opening up with uh, with a little Merle, Merle Haggard. Go to Books a Million right now. Type in Trottier, No More Lies. Order my book. It's going to press here very soon. And what you'll find in that is, uh, I think it's 1995. What you'll find in that is uh, a, 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 a collaboration, uh, an aggregation. Um, uh, of all of the various episodes that I've been doing since I started the episodes in 2016. And I tie the knot into, well, you know what, along that road, and I started in Miami with the Zika virus and it accumulated, it's accumulated up to today because I just finished the manuscript just a few weeks ago. Uh, I started in my book about a year and a half into the program, 2016. So I started the book in about 2017, midway through that year, I believe. And uh, it's accumulated, of course, into my understanding what the definition, in my view, of what the deep state is. So if you ask yourself and ask yourself a question, I mean, if you take the side, if it resonates with you that the deep state exists, because maybe maybe you don't think the deep state exists, that's up to you. That's your opinion. Okay, but I will tell you right now, there is a deep state that Donald Trump wasn't just throwing out this term because there isn't a deep state. There is a deep state. It's it's and it's growing and it's strong and it has a very massive presence inside the United States. And its goal is to completely destroy the United States. And it's been here for a while. It's just simply accumulated to a point of now we're seeing a clear divide, uh, aim to divide and conquer the country. Okay. That's where we're at right now, but it's been here for a long, long, long time. And I'll show some of those references in my book that, that simply the deep state goes back to before 1775, it helped finance that American Revolution of George Washington. It financed both sides of that revolution. This is this is all fact based off of my research. Um, but it but it goes back it goes back uh, centuries and centuries before that in Europe. So if you look at some of these struggles in Europe and what caused these different countries like France and England and Spain to create. All of these countries that exist in Europe, that continent, they're all part of the former Roman Empire. Okay, so I trace all the roots back to Rome. I depict that, get the book. It helps you understand my point of view and how I equate that. So in that regard, uh, I open up with Merle Haggard because here's a Californian, right? California has swung completely over the past few decades, has swung completely over a blue state. I don't really believe in blue or red. I think both political parties have been created to divide. What I believe in is the Constitution, and historically, the 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 state of California is its was its is its well, it frankly is its own. Excuse me, not was was created to be and is a constitutional republic in and of itself. 
uh, each of the independent states in the union, the United States, the union of states, uh, are their own uh, entities. Uh, they're their own sovereign states. And uh, uh, California, like Texas, like Arizona, like New Mexico, were all created as independent republics because they were once formerly part of the Mexican Union. It doesn't, you don't have to go too far back in history to see these things. They, they were all lone star states. There's a lone star, I believe, on each and every one of those flags. Um, not picturing the New Mexico flag in my mind at the moment, but I can picture California flag. I picture the Texas flag and the Arizona flag, and each and every one of those flags is a lone star on them. In fact, California had the Bear Revolt. Is, is that, that's their flag, is the Bear Revolt flag. Uh, they revolted against this tyrannic overreach of the Mexican Union. Of course, there's a big difference here because the United States was developed out of the uh, uh, founders of, from England and Mexico, of course, from founders from Spain. Uh, but here's the common tie. Here's the common tie is man's ability to uh, dictate religion and convey what they feel you should be praying and practicing in your religious life. Now, Mexico uh, had a much closer bond to that system of Spain, which is simply Catholicism controlled by Rome, not Spanish at all. Uh, and in uh, the English, of course, uh, a much more, uh, 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 much more watered down uh, 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 much more watered down uh, elixir, elixir, if you will. Uh, whereas uh, Henry VIII, uh, the king, uh, the um, uh, developing the Church of England, uh, yet the Church of England, of course, still under the control of the, uh, of the city of London, which is a Roman banking mechanism, controlled uh, since the early 1600s by the Rothschild, and controlled by the Rothschild to this day. Uh, well, when I say control, it's the, the management of the money is by the Rothschild, but it's not ultimately controlled and dictated by uh, uh, by the Rothschild it's, or, 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 or Judaism, if you will. It's a Christio, Christian Judaism uh, a mechanism uh, of finance that, can, that is uh, right now uh, modulated and regulated out of Switzerland. The Swiss, uh, the, the, these are set up by, by the Vatican, controlled by the Vatican. This is what I argue we can disagree. That's up to you. But if the words resonate with you, please buy the book. Please uh, go to my website and, and do more research. Again, if this resonates with you, if you think it's uh, hogwash and inaccurate, that's your choice. But what I want to get into today, what I want to get into today, and you'll find you'll find that all of these elements, this this these religious freedom elements, uh, existed in the 1620s when uh, the Mayflower landed in Plymouth Rock. That's what formed this country. Right? That's, that's that's why the country came to be, was uh, was was the Protestants aboard the Plymouth Rock. They wanted freedom of religion, the freedom to choose uh, and practice their religion peacefully without any type of interference from a government. Okay, and that is really what you're struggling with today. Uh, when you get down to it, again, this is my view. You can you can you can disagree with it, but, but at the core element of what's happening today, uh, that is that is it. It's basically a holy war. Uh, it is it is the most successful religion on the planet, in my view, that is simply clamping down. It has infiltrated your economy. It did that uh, through uh, the Skull and Bone Society out of Yale and the uh, ability to dictate the uh, and establish the Federal Reserve System of 1913, uh, which passed under Woodrow Wilson by an act of Congress, of course, all legal. Uh, but what it is, is a private central bank. Uh, that means it doesn't represent you, the taxpayer. At your best interest, it represents those that control the bank, and that is why it's private. 
So, you know, so, 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 I mean, that's, that's the biggest oxymoron of all in the system that we're living today. The Federal Reserve, like Anthony Sabatini out of Florida said, he's a state representative of Florida, he said on my program, he said the Federal Reserve needs to be abolished. It needs to be, uh, it needs to be destroyed. It needs to be abolished. Um, and that's exactly your, your point of attack. That's, that's the only way in my view that this country will ever, you got to return to a gold standard, which was, which was, uh, which was abolished in 1971 under Richard Nixon. You haven't had a gold standard. And so you're simply living off of a fiat debt based system that's driving you further into debt. It doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump. It doesn't matter if it's Bill Clinton. It doesn't matter that it's been Obama or the Bushes or uh, Biden. It doesn't matter who the president has been. The country is being driven purposely into this this slavery system of debt okay so boom open your eyes this isn't about black or white or chinese uh, or russian this isn't about or iranian wherever your family may have come from to enjoy the freedoms of the united states this is about uh, this is about a fiat currency that you that we all is that we, that we were all part of okay and, and until you can abolish that system there really is no progress that's going to be made, but that's highly unlikely that uh, that, that 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 that's going to happen anytime soon. It's going to take uh, it's going to take quite a bit uh, to get at. Uh, so we can we can tackle some of these other uh, uh, issues in the country today, uh, but I'm I'm going to avoid that, of course, uh, as I like to bring on guests to talk about that. It looks like we've got a, 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 we've got Joey Gilbert coming on here in a couple of weeks, um, or, or possibly next week. Uh, he's running for the governor of Nevada. Um, so anyway, so I like to get, I like to bring on guests to talk about these t- types of things. And I like to simply, when I do an independent show like this, I like to simply talk about my research and what I've, what I've been doing. And you'll find, of course, uh, a, a lot of the, 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 the nexus of the, the accumulation of, uh, my recent r- research over the past few years, uh, of course, in initiating with that Zika virus in 2016 in Miami beach, uh, with the release of uh, Freedom Reserve, no more lies, uh, and that uh, that is sitting with publisher now, waiting, waiting to be printed, um, and we'll, we'll 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 be printed within the next few weeks is my suspicion. So, um, the let me let me tip you off to a, to a few things that uh, should grab your attention. Um, there's uh, there's a book that I recommend for you, Victor Marchetti and John D. Marks. The classic bestseller, This Stunned America with its truth about dirty tricks, military intervention, and legal activities, the CIA, and the cult of intelligence. You'll find uh, a, an article on my website, theintrachier.com. Remember the Alamo? I do a video from Alamo, Texas about eight months ago, which uh, goes into what I was talking about. These, these, these southern, uh, southern southwest states, Texas, uh, Arizona, and Mexico. California that left the Mexican Union, became their own republics, independent republics, and then absorbed into the U.S. Union uh, after a couple of years. And this was uh, developed after the Treaty of Guadalupe, which set those uh, set those states as independents. They're Lone Star states. They're individual states. They're their own constitutional republics. They stand that way today. Um, and of course, it's the financial mechanism from Europe that they were leaving. And what I'm telling you right now in 2022, it's this communist financial uh, tyranny that uh, that is taking over America, unless uh, you do something about it. Uh, I'm doing something about it, and that is educating you and, and reporting on what I find. Um, so therefore, who really controls America? And it is the European bankers. It's just the way it is. Uh, the Chinese may be a threat militaristically, but the Chinese 
Um, okay, yeah, it gets, well, you can say, well, Ian, you know, Chinese are buying up all this land. They're buying all these buildings. Okay, yeah, it gets to be a muddled mess. But it all weighs in on the same financial system that the Chinese are subservient to. And that's where I'll get into a little bit with Mao Zedong. Uh, communism does not start in China. Communism is not a Russian invention. Communism is a, an invention, a philosophical invention of government by what we're told Karl Marx out of Germany. That is across the line, undisputed. Uh, so the question now is, why did the Chinese and why did the Russians adopt communism? And I'll tell you, it was because they were forced financially. Say financial mechanism is really what all it is to controlling a government. Um, okay, so uh, let me tell you, some of the first things that you can look for in America, and we're seeing them all around us, are the movement to destroy history, take down statues, um, and of course, you, um, during the lockdowns of the COVID-19, you closed small businesses. The only, the only businesses that were continue to operate, not only, but, but I would, you know, generally speaking were the large ones, Amazon, Walmart, uh, Home Depot. And this is these large conglomerates. Those are the people that didn't care. You know, they had the money in the bank. They didn't have to worry about, um, paying employees, stocking shelves. Well, not necessarily stocking shelves, but you know, the mom, mom and pa businesses were the ones that were getting hurt. Uh, and that is the tactic. You can tr- you control a middle class. Does Mexico have a middle class, folks? Does uh, Brazil? You know they they have probably the best middle class. I would say, uh, maybe the Costa Ricans. Um, I don't know about that. Um, Venezuela, Cuba. These countries have a middle class. Um, no, they don't. Colombia, middle class. Not unless you sell sell an illegal drug or illegally sell arms. You don't have a middle class. No, you don't have middle. Bolivia, Peru, and Chile. Chile? You know, these countries don't have middle classes. That's by design. And that's what's happening in America right now. You crush the middle class, you destroy it. Um, now, the English have a middle class. The Canadians have a middle class. But that's because they've, you know, even though, even you know, they, they've, they've fought. But that, that's the game. I'm not saying the middle class in America is going away. Uh, but I'm saying it's being attacked. That's, that's what I'm saying here. So, and, that's, and that's a communist tactic. It's a war tactic. Uh, the Chinese have a middle class? Nah. I don't know. Not really. Um, the Russians, uh, I wouldn't say they have a middle class. You know, they have a, they have a, they have a, they have an upper class and then they have a class kind of like the Chinese. They have an upper class and then they have a class. Um, that's, that's communism. Right. Uh, and, and, and of course, another communist tactic, a tactic is limit what you say. And that's being, that's happening right now. Freedom of speech is incredibly limited. Freedom of press limited. Um, uh, via, uh, via your internet. You're getting banned off of Twitter, off of Instagram. You're getting things taken down. Um, I, it's happened to me. My guess is probably happened to you. This is a violation of your constitutional right. Social Media Freedom uh, Foundation.org is something that I recommend. If you want to get involved, uh, contribute to them. Uh, they they're working with Louis Gohmert to um, to get to 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 get legislation passed in D.C. that that will uphold your constitutional values online. And one, one of the targets, the main target, from my understanding, is Section 230. Okay. Um, and, of course, uh, what you're also seeing there is uh, destruction of your history. You, you no longer have pride. I mean, you have this divide. You have, like, these – you have these, you have these uh, incredibly, overwhelmingly high-paid um, uh, 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 Hollywood actors, right? You have these professional athletes. And, and all of a sudden, they become – they become a voice that we need to be listening to. Why? Because they've made a bunch of money and they're real famous. So that means you should be listening to them. 
right? Um, you know, if you're if you're listening to this and you're you have a degree at Yale or you're 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 studying at Yale or Stanford or Harvard, you probably disagree with with what I just said. Yet when you turn on media, when you turn on media, it's those voices. You know, it's um, it's it's uh, Samuel L. Jackson being opposed to Clarence Thomas, They're calling him Uncle Thomas, right? Uh, it's uh, it's Barbara Streisand voicing her opinion about the abortion ruling. Uh, so they become they become voices that that echo uh, that echo amongst uh, the oi polloi, the hoi polloi, if you will, uh, the average everyday people like myself. Yet we we think that their word is important because they're famous, right? So we have to listen to that. Um, this is a communist tactic that you, you, you basically it's, you know, you hear, you hear the term sellout. These people become sellouts for money. They're, they sell out. Um, I don't have any money. I don't want any money. I don't care about money. What I care about is freedom. Um, what I care about is uh, being able to voice my opinion, let it be heard. Um, okay, so let me, let me get into something else now. And um, there's another book. I'm going to go through a th- few things here, and then I'm going to tackle and take about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and tackle the, what I want to talk about, which is um, communism in the United States. And I want to equate that so you understand what happened in, in, in China, because that's now happening in the U.S. Make no mistake about it. Excuse me. No, make no mistake about it. And it's up to you to make a difference. It really is. I mean, I can do what I do, um, and other people can do what they do, but it's ultimately up to you to speak your mind, to send legislation um, or, or send uh, send information uh, uh, to your politicians, your local leaders that, that, that can impress other people. Um, hey, send it to people like Samuel L. Jackson. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but at this point, if you enjoy the United States Constitution, but you know, you might be listening and say, hey, that thing needs to be completely obliterated, it needs to be rewritten. And that's your, that's your opinion and that's your choice. What I'm telling you is studying history, it does not. And it's those core values that have made this country great, which has given you and me voices to uh, uh, to opinionate. Right. Um, so the Jesuit conspiracy, the secret plan of the order by Jacobo Leon, another book that I that I um, that I recommend. I, you know, I, I hate to tackle and pinpoint any one group, but if we look at the past two thousand years, we can say what is the main constant power globally, and that is Rome. Now. Getting behind who controls Rome, well, that's up to some of these ancient, powerful families like the Medici, like the Elder Bandini, um, the Orsini. Uh, these are these are old, old Italian nobility that have controlled Roman rule and Vatican rule over centuries. That's not really my business. Okay, I let them do what they do. Um, I'm worried and control what I can control. What I focus on is America. Okay, I focus on the United States. I focus on my right and my ability to speak speech free, the uh, speech free, uh, speak freely. My right, and my ability to to, to print freely and circulate my lit- literature, uh, and of course, my right to bear arms. And more, more importantly, really, what it comes down to, even though I'm not religious, um, I, I have been, uh, but I'm not um, uh, institutionally, organizationally, if you will, um, uh, uh, freedom of religion. Okay. Um, so here's a quote by John Adams, and this is why I just get you thinking about what that constant power, that constant rule, uh, how they may have infiltrated countries with their theology. Yes, there's something called liberation theology, which is a, basically a mask. I don't mean over your mask, but a mask, uh, a screen to infiltrate your society, give you the the, the the objective that you can become more 
free, right? You can spread the wealth. Yet that is simply a stealth tactic to control you. That is liberation theology. And this is uh, playing out right now in the United States. It played out under Mao Zedong in China. But here's something that, for instance, one of the founding fathers saw coming. And according to the GonzagaBulletin.com, and that is GonzagaBulletin.com, meaning Gonzaga University in the state of uh, Washington in the northwest of the United States, here's a quote from John Adams. This is printed on their website. He's the second president of the United States Union. I do not like the reappearance of the Jesuits. If If ever there was a body of men who merited eternal damnation on earth, it is this society. Now, do I know if John Adams said that quote? I don't know that for a fact. I'm going off of GonzagaBulletin.com as they had printed it. And I've seen it elsewhere as, as well, uh, but, but that's what I'm going off of is, is the fact that they printed it. And it seems that John Adams likely had said something uh, about that. I can tell you that the British East Indies Company, controlled by the Jesuits, uh, and of course, well, of course, oh, Ian, it's a, it's a Rothschild. Yes, it is controlled by the Rothschild. But like I said to you, the Rothschild are simply managing money for the Jesuits, which are controlling the Vatican at the time and still do. This is uh, 1775. The British East Indies Company financed the American Revolution. You can see it in the first flag. Type in U.S. Grand Union flag. You'll see it right now. U.S. Grand Union flag was the first flag to fly in the Delaware aboard the John Paul Jones, USS Alfred. Um, that is the first flag of the Union. In it has what looks like and is the Grand, the Union Jack. Okay? Because those are three crosses. There's the Cross of St. Andrew, Cross of St. George, and Cross of St. Patrick. That's the Vatican. Okay, so there's a historical um, element for you to look at the U.S. Grand Union flag, which is basically the flag of the British East Indies Company. They're identical, essentially. There's a little bit of difference. They both have 13 stripes, uh, alternating uh, uh, red and white. And they both have the uh, Union Jack uh, in the upper left-hand corner. The British East Indies Company and the U.S. Grand Union flag, essentially representing the same body, which is the city of London, controlled by Rome. Um, in 1066, William the Conqueror was unable to conquer London, yet he conquered all the British Isles. He was unable to conquer London. Now, I believe, I am not sure about this, but do correct me because I need to go down this angle. Abericum is where Constantine the Great was crowned emperor of Rome. Uh, that is now today known as York, otherwise known as New York. Okay, so you have uh, you have some 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 strings in regards to uh, feuds between um, uh, Holland uh, and uh, England in that regards in regards to York, because what you have with the establishment of New York, uh, which was a British and still is today um, essentially a British uh, trading post. Um, they renamed New York after it had been a uh, uh, was a, a Danish. Am I right on that? Danish, uh, a Danish trading post. New York originally was called New Amsterdam. And if you're living in New York and you're listening to this, uh, then this should resonate with you. Um, so you have a couple different angles to look at. You have 
at the time of Constantine the Great, excuse me, uh, 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 William the Conqueror, William of Normandy, conquering the British Isles in 1066, you have York and you have London, both of which were formerly Roman trading posts, still are, essentially, but you have some of these financial strings uh, uh, mired, if you will, in a sense, whereas uh, the original name for um, York was Ibericum. It got, it got the name changed, and, and it, it was likely changed before 1066, 1066 uh, likely before that. Uh, but this is also about the time that Oxford University was established. Um, London, however, uh, the original name for London was Londinium. So London, I maintain, that has been and was then uh, the strongest Roman trading port, port, uh, port and post in the British Isles. And to this day, continues to be controlled by Rome. And we see that in the depiction of, for instance, the U.S. Grand Union flag, uh, which later changed to what we know as the Star-Spangled Banner, and as the, uh, the 13 uh, uh, colonies represented by 13 stars. However, maintained the, the, the maintenance was uh, that it continued to be controlled by, uh, uh, by, by London, the city of London. So this is, uh, this is what we have today, is the, 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 the 50 Stars, uh, unless you're the mayor or whatever her name is in D.C. I can't remember her name at the top of my head, but she now wants a 51st star. She wants D.C. to be changed into. Well, okay, so fine. But then where does the where does the new uh, where does the new capital of the country become relocated? Uh, because it needs to be independent of a state uh, by the design. But again, the Federal Reserve System needs to be completely revamped and abolished because the money needs to be returned back to uh, Americans. Um, and you can start by auditing Fort Knox, because here's the major problem here, in my view, is that there never should have been a release of a gold standard. Um, uh, again, I mentioned that, re-mentioning 1971 under Richard Nixon. She never had an abolishment of a gold standard. So that means that uh, really what it meant is that you uh, had you had a certificate like JFK inserted into the economy, and then you got a said blown up. Had you taken that certificate and you'd walked into a bank... You could walk out of that bank with something in your hand of value, either silver, right? And that, and 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 it was sort of silver certificates under under JFK. Same thing that Lincoln was 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 trying to pass. Okay, what we've had now is a fiat currency. You can't walk into a bank. You can't walk back. You can't walk out with anything else. You can't walk out with anything. Okay, maybe you can walk out with coins. So you can take a dollar and get four quarters. There's very little value in those quarters. And of course, the uh, World Economic Forum, the 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 Swiss banking system, wants to take away those those quarters. You want to take away all your metal. Um, so really, where is the gold? Because Dr. Peter Beter, who was uh, uh, head of the Import-Export Bank of the JFK, was saying in his shows in the early 70s that the Rockefeller had sold all the gold in Fort Knox uh, at below market value. So they got richer. And me and you, uh, well, I wasn't around in 71, but people like you, me and you, the American citizens, uh, got poor. Um, so it's, it's, it's all a, it's, it's really, it's a deception. America is being deceived of its wealth. It doesn't have any wealth. It thinks it has wealth. And it's being able to buy these things in the guise of, oh, this money means something. But it really doesn't mean anything. Uh, okay, you can disagree with me and, and you're free to do so. But, uh, but I'm trying to help you understand if you feel uncomfortable in the polarized political climate, and maybe you don't feel uncomfortable, and that's your choice. But if you feel uncomfortable, if you feel like America has something bad going on and things need to settle down, then I'm trying to help you understand where to look from my research. What's the answer? What is the deep state? And again, you can disagree with me and I don't care. Okay. I'm quite convicted 
in 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 in, in the research that that I portray. But again, I, I don't hold it up to anybody that you're not. You, you, I'm not telling you that you must uh, follow my road. You must look down the road that I'm looking down. That's totally up to you. I'm just say if, if, what I am saying is is if if the words do resonate, then 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 here's the road that you should be going down. So get to China here. Uh, China in the early part of the 20th century had, uh, uh, well, uh, we can go back to the, uh, we we'll go back to um, August 7th of 1582 uh, via a Portuguese settlement. That is when Rome entered China through Macau. Now let me explain how Rome had access via the Portuguese because Rome controlled Portugal and Spain. Portuguese and Spain may have been in different con- countries and different peoples in a different language, but it, but they were all operating under the guise of Catholicism in their crusades. And so were the French, and so were the English, and so were the Danish. Because Rome had set up, in my view, what is the most successful monopoly ever created by man. And that is the ability to control your religious beliefs. That is theology. So conspiracy theory is exactly what it is. It's a theology to conspiratical devise a takeover of your way of life, all based off of your naivety and your ability and willingness to succumb to someone else's definition of God, period. I mean, that is, in my view, the most successful monopoly ever devised by man. And that is how Rome controls, through its Swiss banks, now the global economy. And they're moving in for the kill, which means enslaving everyone and having the ability to limit what you say, what you read, how you practice religion, and whether you can defend yourself or not. Now, this may not happen within our lifetime, but this is the ultimate goal of this group of theologians that I identify and know as the Society of Jesus, otherwise known as the Jesuits, established in 1504, I believe it was, by St. Ignatius. Okay, and I'm just telling you, under Matteo Ricci, have been infiltrating the Chinese culture since 1582, and uh, around the uh, and this is one of the reasons World War II was created, engineered theater. Ever heard that word theater in regards to military aggression? Theater that there's a design, Hegelian dialectic. You pit two sides, you create a conflict, you create a divide, and you let the two of them go at it. Yet you win, regardless of whether. One side wins or not. That's what we have in the United States right now. Democrats or Republicans. It's not about Democrats or Republicans. Democracy comes from Athens, not Rome. Uh, So does the republics, Plato's Republic. These are all Athenian principles and philosophical approaches to governance that Rome controls under their ability to control your naivety and belief in God. I'm I'm not saying if you're a Catholic, I'm not saying you're doing the wrong thing. But what I am saying is that there's divides in that religion. And you should heed some advice as to freedom of religion. You should work to uphold your, your neighbor's 
in America, you should work to uphold your neighbor's right to practice freely and peacefully, whatever religion they choose. Okay. So Matteo Ricci, Superior General of China, he was born in Italy in 1582. He died in Beijing in 1610. And he arrived with other Jesuits in Portugal, or excuse me, the Portuguese settlement in Macau, the 7th of August in 1582. Here's another August date that's important. It's August 6th of 1806. That is the date that the Roman Empire in Germany officially dismembered, was dismantled. And I'm telling you, geographically, but more importantly, economically, not only do they still exist, but they're moving in for the kill. I mean that quite literally, as the vaccine or injection or inoculation, which is a which is a um, protocol of the learned elders of Zion that are not Jews, in my opinion, in my understanding, in my research, but they are the Jesuits, uh, just as uh, uh, just as the Mao Zedong Red Book is likely written by the Jesuits. Um, we got some big issues here, folks. We got some major, major, major issues. And if you're an American, you listen to this, I wouldn't worry too much about the history and trying to change and help China or trying to change and help the Ch- Russians. What I'd worry about is upholding your constitution. Because once that's gone, you don't have a leg to stand on. You'll, you, 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 you won't, I mean, you won't, you won't have ability to fight back. Now's the time. Again, you may have 20 years, you may have 50 years, you may have 60. I don't know. You, nobody knows, right? Nobody knows how long this is going to take. But if you feel like your voice is not being heard, you need to speak up now. What's the term? You speak up now or forever hold your peace. Here you go. Here's your chance. Do it. Um, so here's a bit of controversy here and Mao Zedong, um, uh, look, the, uh, there's the Skull and Bone Society, which I had mentioned, uh, the Skull and Bone Society seemingly controlled by the Jesuits, um, uh, developed by the Jesuits, which mean they control Yale University. Here's another thing that, uh, Elihu Yale was a, um, was an agent, a seller, if you will, of the British East Indies Company. This is fact. The namesake of Yale came from. Uh, came from one of the uh, company shareholders, developers of the British East Indies Company. The British East Indies Company is the one that brought in the tea. This is why the revolution happened in Boston. No taxation without representation. It's because of the British East Indies Company bringing in their tea for King uh, George III. And the Bostonians said, no, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not buying this. No, no taxation without representation, wrong representation. Well, craftedly, very craftily, this gets back to the Hegelian dialectic, controlling both sides. Craftedly, the British East Indies Company, the city of London, through the British East Indies Company, controlled George Washington and financed Washington's army as they fought against King George's army. Yet they were financing King George's army. Army. So both King George III and George Washington, they were both financed by the same entity. That is the city of London. This is, this is fact. I mean, this is what happened, folks. I'm telling you that. And I'm telling you that they got a strong heart, a stronghold in, in, in the uh, academia through Elihu Yale and developing Yale University. It was a, it's, a, it's a British East Indies institution of education. That's what Yale is. It's, it's what it is. It's what it's been. It's, it is what it is. And that society out of Yale, the Skull and Bones, is the pinnacle of its academia success. success. Similar, in essence, to uh, at the University of Oxford, Oxford in England, 
the um, uh, uh, school, the All Saints School. Okay, um, and so the Skull and Bone Society then moved in through the through the networking of that the Jesuits had laid out to the past prior few hundred years. They moved in with the Rockefeller in nineteen was it nineteen oh eight to establish um, a stronghold in healthcare. Peking Medical College was established by the Baptist, if you will, um, John D. Rockefeller. You say, well, Ian, right there. How can you say that the Rockefellers are controlled by the Vatican? He's, he was a Baptist. Well, I can tell you there's something called the World Council on Churches. And if you follow the money, all it all goes back to Switzerland, which leads to Rome. Okay, And I just told you the Rockefeller, representing the skull and bones, yet essentially only doing the bidding and the work of the British East Indies Company, controlled by the Jesuits. That's how it equates. So it doesn't matter what religion you are. Well, it goes back through the monetary system. Um, so that's a school in bones. It's something called Yale, Yale in China, or a school in um, uh, Hunan. Uh, yes, same province, I believe, that Wuhan, which is where the um, so-called... Uh, COVID-19 virus was leaked at the fish market. I mean, come in the, you're being fed. Where you being fed such hogwash? You're being fed garbage, lies, destruction, soap opera, theater. You're not being told the truth, folks. And you should know better. You really should. You should know better. Shame. Shame on me. Shame on me. Shame on all of us, really. Shame on us. This is my opinion. Thanks for respecting it. So you have Yale School, which is Yale in China, working with the healthcare system being run by the Rockefeller to develop an invasion of the healthcare, an invasion of the society. And lo and behold, you have a fellow named Mao Zedong that rises to power and becomes the chairman, Chairman Mao, right? Chairman Mao of the the Bank of China, the centralized Bank of China. That is, the, the communism is nothing more than a form of governance. It's a company. It's a business. It's 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 a way of, it's a way of you. It's a way of a business collecting taxes and feeding it back to feed a giant offshores. That giant of the Swiss banks led by the Vatican, all in the name of God, all in the name of God. The conquistadors that came to America and slaughtered the natives. What did they do that? Why did they do that, folks? In the name of God. In the name of God, I'm going to slaughter these natives, these Mayans, these Aztecs, these Chippewa, these Cherokee, all in the name of God. I mean, this is disgusting. This is absolutely disgusting. If you look at it and you study, this is why this is why the movement to destroy American history, this is why the movement to show that the white man is the racist, the white man is the enemy, because who controls the system? The Italian white man in the Vatican. I don't say that lightly. Now, of course, I'm telling you, there are divides in the Vatican. And that's not up to me. That's really not up to me. It's up to me to defend the Constitution. It's up to me to make this country be what it continue, be what it should be, which is a beacon of liberty and freedom globally. And that's what it stands as today. But it is under attack. And unless one properly educates themselves, there is no hope of this country 
continuing. So you must make a difference. You must make a change. You must speak out. And again, I'm just telling you my view and my point of view and where I come from and what I've learned. And telling you that all roads lead to Rome. Now, you may not stop in Rome. And you may be very religious and you may say, well, it all has to do with the Babylon. And, and, that, and you may be right. You, you may be right. But I, I, I try to focus on fact. Okay? Because there's esoteric, there are things that are unexplicable. Okay? None of us as human beings can explain the creation of what we, the system we live in. The stars, the, 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 the planets, the, the system that we all live in. I, none of us can explain that. Unless, right, unless it's, this is where the great, great monopoly comes into play in my regards. Unless, of course, you are so naive that you say, oh, yes, this person, you spoke to God. Oh, you saw, to, you saw God. You, and God tells you to do this. Okay, then I'm going to follow you. Did you speak to God? Well, you may say, well, Ian, I pray and I speak to God. Okay, well, then you pray and you speak to God. So good for you. And if God is telling you to kill the U.S. Constitution, then that's what God is telling you to do. But on contrast, you can have someone else say, well, I'm speaking to God and God is telling me to defend the Constitution. So God's telling one person to kill, to destroy it. Yet, this is hypothetical. This is not based off of something. This is hypothetical. One person is, the God is telling one person to destroy the Constitution. And another person is being told by God to reinforce the Constitution. So what's God? <laughs> Okay, and I'm just saying, I'm looking through history, ladies and gentlemen, simply looking at history, I'm looking at a few thousand, a couple thousand years, a couple thousand years, a few, few centuries back, modern history, that's going to be modern history. And, you know, I mean, the, the, the creation of the United States is really modern history. If you look at uh, countries like Rome, and, and let's go to Cairo, then let's go to Egypt, look at the pyramids. Okay, so these are things I can't explain, and human being today cannot explain the creation of the pyramids. They're things that are unexplicable. But then that 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 is where... That is where the deception becomes masterful. That is where a, a man with a higher intellectual uh, presence, perhaps, can take advantage of one with a lower or um, could be a stronger ethical. I mean, it depends on how you, how you look at it. But what I'm telling you is you need to fight for your freedom of religion. You need to fight for your freedom of speech. You need to fight for your freedom of press. And you need to fight for your right to bear arms unless you want to be part of this communist system. This Roman communist system. And that's completely your choice. But I'm telling you that you will have to go through me. And, I, and I'm not alone. Okay, So as long as you do things peacefully, then there's no problem. Because I'm telling you right now, violence should not be tolerated. Ever. Ever. A peaceful protest. Fine. Protest yourself peacefully. Don't do so violently. Don't do so violently. Um, and I urge you, I urge you, I'm not telling you not to own a gun. I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm not telling you not to bear arms because that's your constitutional right. What I'm telling you is to get involved legally, get involved in your town hall debates, get involved with your, uh, your political state leaders, uh, uh, national leaders, and and, 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 and and what I urge you to do is, again, all these things fall back on very basic elementary pr uh, principles, which are these constitutional principles, in my view. Okay? In my view. And they should be upheld. They should be reinforced. And you should fight for them. Not, I'm not saying physically uh, or trying to harm. Do not harm anything or anyone. Okay? Do not deface 
anybody's property. Okay. And yet, yet, you know, it's, it's a little bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? Because you've got, you got a woman sitting as supposedly the vice president that's, that's openly called for these types of things. It's gone a little too far, folks. It's gone a little bit too far. I mean, I will tell you that there is a controlled opposition so that both sides of the political spectrum are controlled by the same banking machine out of Switzerland. It's based off of the theology, the Jesuit theology. Um, but again, it's not anything new. This is nothing new to the United States. The United States has been living with this for decades. It's just simply coming to a to a head. And I think that's because people like Donald Trump, people like Alex Jones, um, uh, 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 people like G. Edward Griffin, they, they, for, for years and years and years, maybe not Trump, but for years there have been pundits, there have been people speaking out against the corruption in this system. And it was brought forth by Trump because I think Trump, vocally just came out and said, Hey, Hey guys, your media's, your media's controlled by, by a non-American entity. I mean, look at Rupert Murdoch. He's, he's not American yet. He owns the right wing network of America. This is a Jesuit controlled media outlet period. I mean, this guy's been knighted by the Vatican, by the Pope. He's got, he's, he's been honored with the night of St. Gregory or something. Um, both sides are controlled and that is to divide. So the best thing you can do is unite. Best thing you can do is sit down at the table with somebody you disagree with and just talk it out. As long as your constitution is upheld, your ability to speak freely is upheld. Um, it's a win-win. Enjoy your meal. Yeah, agree to disagree. You know what I mean? Send your kid to another school. It doesn't matter. Live peacefully, cohesively. And I don't think any president since JFK was able to do that. And he's a Democrat. Okay, so it doesn't matter what political party. You must side with the constitution. You must side with peace. You must side with tranquility. You must side with um, uh, 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 civility. Okay, but you also must realize that there are uh, powers at play that predate the creation of the United States that are encroaching, encroaching, encroaching. Excuse me, encroaching their will and their power on the way you live your life, and you need to become attuned to that. You need to wake up to that. Okay, so. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, for, in for instance, which uh, doesn't seem to have a problem, it's taken down a few of my posts, but generally it doesn't seem to have a problem with the posts I make, uh, you will find uh, a lot of these uh, things I've talked about. Uh, in fact, a particular painting um, of Mao Zedong, uh, who seemingly was a Jesuit priest, controlled by the Jesuits, controlled by Rome. Um, uh, uh, Chen uh, Chen Kai-shek, I think, was his opposition. Again, you build up two sides, you build up, uh, you build up opposing armies, uh, you build basically two dictators that represent uh, contrasting philosophies um, to governance. And then one, you let them battle out, one wins. And then you continue to control whichever wins. Uh, it's nothing new to this country, as I said. It's been happening since Washington, uh, the two Georges, if you will, um, Washington and whatever King George's name was. Uh, because these, these guys don't have last names, right? They don't, they don't have their identity is held, withheld. What family did they come from? Who are they really? Who do they represent? Right? So the, uh, the art critique here as posted on Instagram is a painting, uh, a, a painting by on one side, uh, a man named Luigi Carnavale, who says he painted it and that, uh, a friend of his took it from a studio and it's now hanging in the Vatican press room or was hanging in the Vatican press room. Uh, it's a it's a it's a painting that depicts a young Chiang Kai-shek, uh, excuse me, uh, young Mao Zedong, 
uh, with uh, what looks to be scrolls uh, in his hand. Uh, biblical scrolls, perhaps? I, I don't know. Um, and then the controversy, of course, and you can find this on the Wikipedia page, um, uh, and Helen, Helen, uh, Helen Des- Destroyer, I can't remember her last name. She's been a guest on my show. She's based in New York. Um, of course, she has uh, warned about Wikipedia because it's tainted. Uh, the opposing side via Wikipedia states that it was painter Louis Chun-Hua uh, in 1967 painting Chairman Mao en route to Un, uh, excuse me, An Yuan. Um, communism, folks, I'm going to leave you with this. Communism is a Roman war tactic. Um, and, 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 and in that sequence that I posted there to Instagram, um, W.E.B. Du Bois is greeting Mao Zedong. It's a, it's a photo. You can go to Google and you can find images right now. Uh, both of them are basically uh, communist um, uh, communist uh, leaders. Okay, so the polarization continues. Um, I thank you for listening, and I hope you've walked away with something that that you can use and, and apply to 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 your own studies and your own research and your own search for um, accuracy, truth, uh, whatever it may be. Um, the United States has, will continue to be, and is the greatest country on the planet. Um, it's, it's up to you folks to reinforce that and continue to make it a peaceful, loving, harmonious place for all ethnicities, for all cultures, for all beliefs. Um, and it's up to you to hold these big tech ca- uh, companies accountable for violating uh, your constitutional right, which, 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 they, which they do left and right. Um, and it's up to you to say, hey, no, I'm not going to let you inject me, inoculate me. Again, an inoculation is a protocol of the learned elders of Zion, which I can test our Jesuits. Um, it's up to you to say, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that, you're not going to inject me. You're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to bribe me with milkshakes. Uh, William, William, Will, Will, what's his name? The former governor in New York or, or the mayor in New York, Wilhelm, um, whatever his other name is. Cause he changed his name having been wedded or, um, having his, uh, uh honeymoon in Cuba. Uh, this William Wilhelm, I can't remember what this guy's name is. Uh, what a what a disaster! Uh, so anyway, um, you know, I, you, it's up to you to say no. I'm not going to give bribe with shakes. No, I'm not going to be bribed with money, uh, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> you know, you can't pay me to get that to get inoculated because your money doesn't mean anything anyway. You're, it's fiat currency. It's monopoly money. It doesn't have any meaning, folks. Yes, you can go buy a Snickers bar. Yes, you go buy. You can go buy yourself a milkshake with it. But at the end of the day. It's fiat. It's a debt-based system that has zero value. Oh, zero value, Ian. That's just, you know, uh, uh, Elon Musk is a multi-billionaire. Yeah, well, he's a multi-billionaire that is a puppet of those that control the real power and the real money. All right. I'm signing off, folks. This has been another discussion of truth. And until uh, next time, and I've uh, not, look, until next time, get my book, No More Lies. Uh, booksamillion.com. I'll be bringing uh, Joey Gilbert on here in the next few days. And uh, as always, uh, be awesome.